0: and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty-gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado let's get into the episode. everyone and welcome back to the hardcore podcast in today's episode I'm joined with Shabon Nickel hi
1: Shabon. hi (laughs) how are you doing I'm good I'm really excited yay
0: um I'm excited to have you on Um, let's get straight on into the episode um so Sani from the beginning of your dancing journey let's so when did you start dancing you know how old were you What made you want to get into dancing and kind of like a brief journey to where you are now?
1: Okay, so I started dancing when I was eight um, at a super small studio um, just north of where I was living. Um, Like there were no bars or anything. It was just kind of like complete like recreational ballet. Um, I was inspired by seeing the local ballet company do the Nutcracker and so I was obsessed and I for years I would begged my mom to sign me up for dance lessons and she finally did and so I just did it recreationally um, for years when I was about 12 I decided that it's something I really wanted to pursue and so when I was 13 I auditioned for um Dayton Ballet School which was the closest uh, major ballet company around. And I got in and I spent four years training there. And then I felt like I really wanted to experience um, some new things, some different teachers. And so um, in summer of 2018, I went to the Washington School of Ballet Summer Intensive in Washington, D.C and I was invited to stay for their year round professional training division. So I trained there for a year. And then um, the next summer I went to Cincinnati Ballet's summer intensive. And then I was asked to stay um, as a trainee and I've been there for two years and I'm currently a trainee.
0: Oh, exciting. Um, It's so interesting kind of like how um, I guess that has panned out or worked out, um, you know, doing a summer intensive and then getting invited to stay for the full time. And I feel like, I don't know, I mean, that does happen over here, but our, the way like British summer school slash intensive works is they aren't like six weeks or whatever, eight weeks long. I don't know. How, I just, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty long, um, open, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're like about six weeks is like the average.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I think over here, like maybe max three. <laughs> oh, wow, just <laughs> like usually, like they're one to two. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not wrong, but like of, it does depend where you go. But like it's the cyst, the way it works over here. Like I know in America, like every ballet company in every state will have like a long intensive, and that's how they, I guess, like scout people for the next sh- for the like the full time program. Um, and I guess that does happen over here, but it's very rare. You know, it's occasionally that the person might get invited from a summer intensive to go into the school. Um, but it's interesting, and it must have. Are you originally from? Where are you from originally? Because you moved to Washington, was that a move yeah, like a big I'm, move for you?
1: Yeah, I'm from um, Dayton, Ohio.
0: Oh, so it's yeah. about
1: eight hours away.
0: And now you're back in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay that must have been how old were you when you moved there?
1: Um, I was 17 so not too young but too young. it was my senior year of high school so okay. it would have been my last year of high school and um, I was really really homesick. I didn't expect to be that homesick um, mm. because I'm an only child so I've always had like yeah. my parents' attention and everything. But I didn't expect to be that like yeah. homesick when I moved away. So that was really um a challenge.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And especially how did it feel like moving away for your senior year? I because I guess I don't know how it works. And it's strange because over here, like I left school like normal normal school at 16. Um and that was kind of like a break off point to where like everyone kind of starts to go you go to college or you might go and do like a different course so typically people break up and it's kind of on to like the next level of education but I guess like for you your senior year was still like a continue, like you hadn't finished school yet so you're like moving away from your friends knowing that they're all still there if that makes sense
1: yeah so um in America we have like four years of high school Mm -hmm. Um, We usually graduate maybe at 17 or 18, and then we go on to college, Mm -hmm. um, studying like whatever our interests are. Um, But it was pretty easy for me to move away. I was never really interested or that crazy about high school or (laughs) a ton of the people there because I was just so like focused and driven on
0: ballet. I just like get me out of there as fast as I can. Same. It's interesting because I think everyone like is so different. Like you can, yeah, I find it so interesting hearing. I'm like, oh, like is this person like, you know, how did they feel leaving school? Because I always think like it's funny because I'm back now in my like where I went to high school during because I've come back home, I guess, during for the pandemic um and it's so weird because like on my daily walk I walk past like sixth form college that I probably would have gone to if I didn't go to ballet school and I'm seeing like the 16 17 year olds going in and out of there and I always walk by and I'm like I wonder how my life would be if I went to sixth form like my life would be so different and (laughs) I'm there like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no I'm happy like I love ballet too much I couldn't have done that no way Jose But it's interesting. Um. Okay. So now you're a trainee with Cincinnati. How has that been? Before we kind of get on into the nitty gritty things, like what do you do as a trainee? I'm intrigued because I know over. I don't know. Like the way things work in America in terms of like the um. I guess the levels. So how does it go? Is it like trainee? Is it like pre-professional? Tra- like you? Yeah, I don't know. You tell me. You explain. Yeah. That. I don't know. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like um
1: professional slash trainee and then normally like second company studio company and then main company um and yeah it's been it's been really great um especially like the summer intensive here was probably like the hardest i've ever like worked over the Mm -hmm. summer yeah um but the trainee program is like really it really prepares you for like company life yeah um, it, it's just we have class every day and then we basically rehearse the rest of the day like maybe 9 company. to 4. Yeah. Well, right now because of um coronavirus yeah. we're like in our own little pod and doing our own things yeah. but normally we would rehearse with the company being company productions like last year I was in the swan Corps for swan lake and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. That must have been really like amazing. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was insanely
0: okay, hard but yeah yeah no that sounds fun though in the sense that it's great that that's you know an opportunity in I guess so many places do it now which is good um so let's kind of go on to um I guess something that yeah we'll just get into <laughs> what I don't know how you say your so yeah you have a chronic illness Crohn's disease For the listeners listening, if you're a bit I don't know confused, you're not sure what's going on, but you will tell them, let them know a bit about it. So, I guess explain to the listeners if they don't know. Guys listening, um, yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Disease. Yeah.
1: So, Crohn's disease is a chronic inflammatory bowel disease. Mm-hmm. and it affects the lining of the digestive tract, so, or basically, like, the GI tract, which could be from, like, your throat all the way down, like, through your colon, Yeah. and um, it is uncurable. There's currently not a cure for it, mm-hmm. and it just basically, um, when it gives you flare-ups um, sometimes, depending on the condition and state of your health the condition of your um like colon or small intestine and that could lead to symptoms like um really intense like stomach cramps um Mm -hmm. internal bleeding um (laughs) like fatigue (laughs) like chronic fatigue Mm -hmm. and um just like a lower like quality of life yeah um so, yeah, that's basically um,
0: what I'm Crohn's sure. disease is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, I guess, like, what, first of all, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, when did you first find out that that's something you had and you knew it wasn't going to be, it, you know, it wasn't curable?
1: Um, so I was diagnosed in February of 2019. Okay. Um, it was after I was at Washington Ballet at the time and we had a very intense nutcracker season of 40 shows and um (laughs) and it was like it was very stressful just for me personally i didn't really know how to handle my anxiety and stress at that point Mm -hmm. and so i i didn't and it's known um for Crohn's disease actually um, people can have the gene, but it can never be activated, but sometimes like stress and anxiety can be the thing that activates it. So after that, um, in January of 2019, I started having symptoms. Um, I stopped dancing for a while because I was having really bad tendinitis. I was having like arthritic arthritic like symptoms. Yeah. And I basically like could not walk and like my joints were just so inflamed and I was having like stomach issues. I would be waking up like maybe three or four times a night with like cramps and stuff like that. And then I finally decided um, I needed to go home because um, I just couldn't like deal with it Mm -hmm. on my own anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I went saw a few doctors, finally ended up in the right place, seeing a gastroenterologist. Mm -hmm. Um, I got an endoscopy and a colonoscopy, and it turns out only three inches of my colon were functioning properly at that point. So, Um, (laughs) yeah, it started with that. Um, Some of the symptoms as well as like arthritis was Mm -hmm. also like, my colon was getting, like, so raw, and just because of the inflammation, yeah, um, that I couldn't really digest or absorb nutrients in food, okay, and so I started losing a lot of weight, Mm
0: -hmm. and that's
1: something that has continued to characterize my flare-ups with Crohn's disease, is, like, extreme, like, loss, so okay um that's how it started um mm-hmm. Look, from at wanna... first
0: yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um before I guess we keep moving but because I think so you mentioned something at the beginning of that um being you know the 40 shows in that cracker and carrying a lot of stress and anxiety along with that as I'm sure a lot of people kind of yeah I've never done 40 shows of anything in my life like in a short space of time that sounds crazy um is that something is like stress and anxiety and is that something that you had experienced like prior or was something that you were I guess like experiencing on a regular basis or was this the first time that you felt like like everything was just on like everything was just building up if that makes sense
1: Yeah um I don't ever really remember experiencing it before that time and especially after I started having like symptoms after I was diagnosed like my anxiety I'd never had so much of it okay until then so okay yeah
0: so it was yeah probably induced by you know just a lot of high expectations and yeah
1: exactly crazy
0: like yeah I can like it's not even just the 40 shows it's the pressure that comes along with having to do that you know you've got external pressures from company from staff like it's just a load of shit in one place like I don't (laughs) know how way to say it like it's uh it's you know preparing for shows is madness in itself um and you you know you weren't even a company member and I don't know if you were I mean were you being paid (laughs) no no <laughs> so for 40 shows I mean unfortunately like I was thinking you were talking about that and I was like wow I li- this is so common and of course you give students company experience I think that's a hundred percent a good thing but I also think I don't know part of me just feels a little bit strange because I know that companies are you know we can't deny that companies are using students instead of pay, like getting paid, like quarter yeah. ballet. LA. <laughs> like that happens everywhere. And it always, it's something, you know, whenever I see like, Oh, a bunch of students performing something, I'm kind of questioning like, one, are they being paid? Like I understand that every ballet company has like tight budgets. I get it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like tea. Um, yeah. But that's <laughs> um. How, I'm intrigued to see like to know how the school kind of reacted to the first I guess your first flare up were they supportive or like kind of was there any issues was that one of the reasons why you might have left and like didn't return I mean it's fine that like, you don't have to you know it's up to you
1: oh yeah um well I I left for maybe two or three months and then I did eventually come back to finish out the season okay. but they were they were extremely supportive okay. I was really lucky about that um mm-hmm. also actually another girl at Washington Ballet had Crohn's disease okay so I actually wasn't the only one so they wow. kind of yes. yeah they were just very supportive and I couldn't have asked like for a better response and I just felt That's pretty good. like when I came back especially I felt like I was very um supported and welcomed and they were just like willing to let me do what I needed to like get back
0: to where I was. That's really good um I love like I say I love that for you but like that's it's it's good to know that that's kind of like the way they perceive it that makes me happy I guess (laughs) and it literally has nothing to do with my life but that, that that's so good just because I know like there's so yeah i know that wouldn't have happened everywhere um but yeah um okay so then you you went back home and you got help i can imagine that was a long and stressful journey getting that kind of sorted out um and you took some time off um how was your i guess your mental health this whole time when it first happened you know i the way i'm kind of imagining it is it's kind of like it like a big fat injury except you find out that it's not something you can cure yeah
1: yeah so I do like to think of it as kind of like an injury Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: um I had mentioned that I lost a lot of weight yeah but I also lost um almost all of my muscle mass at that time so um it was really devastating I remember I was trying to get back into ballet some when I started um feeling better healing some and I was trying to do a little bar and I tried to do a grand plie and I didn't have the strength in my legs to like come back up from the grand plie and that was just like really so devastating yeah and so I had a lot of like I don't know, disappointment and Mm -hmm. anxiety, especially because also because my stomach um, was so like raw and would get upset. Like in a moment's notice, I was like afraid to leave my house, afraid to um, try to do class um, with fears that uh, my stomach would hurt. So I just had lots of anxiety um, Mm -hmm. during that time. But, But it's just now looking back on it, Mm-hmm. I can say that it was a good opportunity to really like build up my ballet technique like mm-hmm. from, the from the ground up. Ground, like yeah. I had the opportunity to start over. Mm-hmm. And that was, I was really lucky because mm-hmm. of that. Um, but my parents, they helped so much during this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they really, my mom struggled with anxiety as well they mm-hmm. taught me um ways to really get it under control yeah. so like meditation has been mm-hmm. a part of my routine ever since that time also like journaling and just a lot of like self-care activities like making sure that like I check in with myself
0: and see how I'm doing so mm-hmm. yeah that's really important um I'm I'm oh my god I don't know what my <laughs> what my body's doing um that's so interesting I've really enjoyed journaling recently too um and I think it's I think it's something if people out there kind of aren't doing I think it's a really great way to and I think it's good to do like not journal on your phone if you can um yeah. I just think it's yeah like you said I think it's really important to like check in on yourself but not in a yeah I don't know how to explain it I'm you know what I mean and I'm sure guys out listening if you generally you kind of understand um but I am really interested about getting into meditation um but so yeah I'm sure has it like how have you I don't know do you have any tips of what to I don't know like (laughs) help me no no (laughs) I want you for meditation
1: Um, I usually use this app called Headspace and I use like the free part of it because you have to pay for it, but I just use the free part like over and over again. Um, but it's just like, you can do like three, five or 10 minutes and it's just, um, it's mainly like breathing and just focusing on your breath, focusing on your body Mm -hmm. and just really getting in tune with yourself and just taking your mind off everything else that's going on, like just for Mm -hmm. a few minutes. And also um, like I've learned a few like breathing techniques that help and just like really focusing on your breath just gets your mind off of anything else like almost instantly. So yeah, very helpful.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, I'm going to get into that. Um, Okay, let's, I guess, go back in. I'm intrigued to know like got, coming back into dads. you know, you mentioned, and also I want to talk about you mentioned you know losing weight from this Crohn's and the fact that you weren't able to absorb any nutrients um and stuff like that has that like affected I guess like affected your body image and like has that been I can because I mean you know let's not pretend obviously you know certain bodies are um I guess like glorified in ballet like when you lost weight did teachers ever be like oh you look really good or I mean, and then maybe when you actually then started to absorb and kind of came back to your natural set weight, was that, I don't know, was that ever a difficult thing? I can imagine, you know, seeing your weight change, that must kind of be difficult because it's not something that you're kind of can control if that makes sense with Crohn's and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. It was never like pointed out to me. Okay, that's And it also it's like, that comes into play, like, kind of later.
0: <laughs> okay. like, so
1: we're not to that part of the story yet. Okay, we'll get to also, that part. like, <laughs> okay, yeah. but seeing, like, my weight change so drastically, like, multiple times, yeah. it has been very hard on my body image. Mm-hmm. But I just try to remind myself that, like, now my body's healthy. Yeah. And it's not where I was when I was sick. And I just have yeah. to be grateful that I'm healthy now, no matter, yeah. like, what I look like. Mm -hmm. So I just have to focus on like how grateful I am to be able to be dancing every day now and to have my health.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, hearing, I think because I'm sure, you know, I don't know what everyone's, I'm sure there might be people out there who do have Crohn's, but I think it's, you know, super important to acknowledge the privilege of not, you know, like going through that. You know, and it's making me grateful. Yeah. Like listening to that experience, I'm like, oh my, like yeah, I can't imagine. And there's so many things, different things that people um, are struggling with that you may not know about. So I think it's important. Um, let's continue on with the story. So you came back home. Mm-hmm. You got some help. Um, yeah, you can. I'll let you continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, my first treatment was basically a round of steroids, which isn't like the steroids that people might use at the gym or something, but they kind of, um, they kind of like reduce your immune system because um, Crohn's is caused by your, basically your immune system attacking your body. Mm -hmm. And so it just like shuts down your immune system. And so that kind of got me out of my first flare-up, kind of. (laughs) I was still like, I feel like I was on thin ice for a Mm. long time after that. Yeah. So there was like, it could have gone either way and I was like really close to being in a flare-up for a really long time after that. But at first, like I thought everything was fine. So Mm. after I got the round of steroids, I ended up going back to um, Washington DC to train for maybe two months before the season ended. And it was just like a really great time. Um, My roommates who I was living with there were super supportive. Um, All the faculty was super supportive. Um, I even got to perform in like our little like showcase that happened. And I was just so grateful for the time and for being back at that
0: mm-hmm. point so yeah that's really good that they you know that everyone around you was supportive um so after that you, and you moved back home well you did the Cincinnati summer intensive after that and then to where you are now you're a trainee um yeah. how was that been that time you know coming you know moving to a different place and you know, how how's Cincinnati been with your chronic illness and managing that?
1: Um they've also been really supportive. So um so basically what I was saying about being on thin ice is I wasn't I didn't feel like I was in a full remission like looking back okay.
0: on it. Okay. So
1: from probably like April 2019 to mm-hmm maybe February of 2020. Okay. Um, I was still having some, like lots of symptoms actually. So yeah, I basically adapted my lifestyle to be able to dance with all of these symptoms.
0: Um, and it was just,
1: it was not a good time. I thought, okay. I honestly thought that that's what life with Crohn's disease was gonna be. but it wasn't like that was, I was basically in maybe like a year long ish, like flare up, but I didn't know it because I just didn't know like what the symptoms were.
0: Yeah. But I would, yeah,
1: it was basically like going into class every day. I would like starting at bar, I would just have like stomach cramps. Um, it was really, really hard for me to jump just because mm-hmm. my stomach would cramp so badly because mm-hmm. like my colon was still raw, like okay. it was not all the way healed. And so yeah. it really affects like, f- like all the physical activity that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I so was mid- still like, yeah, I would get some like arthritis type symptoms in my fingers. Okay. Um, I would, I could barely eat any vegetables or fruits or anything just because I could not digest them.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, it was, I don't know how I did it, but it was really, it was hard every single day. It was a challenge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And um, like my friends now, they say like, oh, we didn't even know anything was wrong. But that's like the thing about Crohn's disease is it's um, an invisible disease. Like you don't know how Mm -hmm. much people are going through because it's so internalized.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's really yeah. That must have been really difficult. um And you know, having to every day like that going on for kind of you know almost a whole year or just over a whole year. um You know, did that make I guess like your love for ballet? I don't know. Like, did it? Find, I don't know. Did it start to become? I don't know how to explain it almost like a chore like you're just trying to get through the class like I can't you know I can imagine that being quite difficult to enjoy because you're not being able to fully enjoy it if that makes sense
1: yeah I would just like every day I just say like I just want to be able to dance like I just want to be able to jump full out and just just dance without having any like pain or
0: anything yeah I can imagine yeah how let's let's kind of move forward I guess like since then how or even just you know around that time how has your mental health kind of been during that and coming out of that
1: um so there was a certain point where it really started to decline So Mm -hmm. it was actually um, February 2020, a year after my first flare up, I started having a second one. Okay. And that was the point where I lost um, a ton more weight. And that's when um, some of my directors came to me and like um, mentioned to me that I was looking a little thin, not not, like celebrating that, but just because they were concerned for my health. Okay. Yeah. And, you know... I'm sure some people could relate um, whenever they get a comment about their body, Mm -hmm. um, like either way. But it just feels very kind of like it was really crippling to me because I just felt like everybody was looking at me and seeing my body and Mm -hmm. the way like my health was declining instead of seeing me for me and Mm -hmm. so i started having so much anxiety um i would like look in the mirror like in class every day and i would just be like oh i'm so frail like i'm i could just like snap in half like it was so bad um for my anxiety and then Mm -hmm. one day um i think it was like march of last year early march before Mm -hmm. um coronavirus really um spread everywhere but Um, I was getting ready for ballet in the morning and I just had, I woke up with so much anxiety and I called my mom and I was like, I I can't do this anymore right now. Like, I think my health is declining and like my mental health is definitely declining and I just need to come home. So for a second time, I left my training program and I went home. Mm-hmm. um again the directors were very supportive of me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then maybe like 2 weeks later everything shut down
0: okay. so yeah they so kind of basically you know went home in a good time
1: <laughs> yeah i i don't like to say that i'm blank grateful for the shutdown because i know how much it costs like how much it costs people like with their businesses and their health and their families but I at the place I was I was so so grateful to have that time to heal and like finally Mm -hmm. get things under control
0: yeah Um, no I think that's fully valid to feel that way 100% like and I don't think you're the only one like obviously so many I guess like awful things and people have been affected in awful ways from the pandemic but I also think for a lot of people it's been a healing time either physically mentally or emotionally um you know we've never really had this time in life that's almost on pause from you know the hustle and bustle and you know particularly in ballet the culture of you know always having these like someone above you telling you what to do and kind of having these expectations and things you have to constantly be meeting. Um, yeah. Like it's every I know everyone's in a different situation, but like, I know for me, like I finished my pre-professional program and it didn't carry on over the COVID over the pandemic. So I've been without that, like, obviously, you know, we all have feelings up here and like, you know, I've got the pressure that I put on myself, but for the first time I don't have, anyone like externally like telling me what I have to do which is strange but (laughs) like I think you know everyone's got a different thing that they've got out of this pandemic what I hope you know I don't know everyone's situation but like you said for you it's been a really good healing time and I think it's important to you know acknowledge that and I think that's absolutely fine because I think everyone has you know like I, I, I think it's been good particularly for dancers um you know to process things and heal and take time off have some rest although a year is a very long time (laughs) yeah um it's literally coming up I don't know when you guys went into lockdown but it's literally a year today or like a year tomorrow or something since I like I've been home for nearly a year (laughs) I'm pretty sure most people have um okay so how Let's carry on, I guess, into how it's kind of been in the pandemic and what has been at home allowed you to do um, in terms of healing and, you know, how have you kind of got through that?
1: Um, Yeah, so when I was home, it was probably one of like the hardest times I'd say in my life so far because I I just, I just couldn't dance um, mainly because of my health and I had um, started some other rounds of steroids to try to calm things down while um, I think of like a treatment plan and those some of the steroids had side effects that just really increased my anxiety and I had depression, I think, for the first time in my life, Uh and it was just a really, really low point. Mm -hmm. Um, I just remember, like, just, like, questioning, like, why that this was happening to me, Mm -hmm. but it always reminds me of the quote that's, like, you're given this life because you're strong enough to live it, Mm -hmm. and I just, like, held on to that because that was, like, the only hope I had, because I didn't know what like the next day would bring. I didn't know what a few months would bring, but I just had to keep hoping that someday that I'd get back to dancing again because it was another setback and it was just so frustrating that it happened again. Um, But eventually there's a point during that time I was home um, for quarantining where I was in the hospital for a few days And I basically battled it, um, like my flare up for maybe five months that I was home. Mm -hmm. And eventually, um, I decided to start this biologic medication that was specifically for Crohn's disease. Um, and you just get infusions every so often of it. And almost immediately it it helped it made a difference like I had energy I could dance again I started gaining back my weight and it was I was just so lucky that yeah I chose that and that Mm -hmm. it was the right choice yeah Um, but yeah that was yeah (laughs) so being home during that time was not like the best memory but I would have I couldn't have had it any other way. I needed to get through that to be where I am
0: now. Yeah. Yeah, that must, yeah, I can't. I think that, I think that, you know, everything kind of, you know, a flare up and then also the build up of that emotionally and mentally coming home, I think, you know, it's difficult and then not being able to dance. Was that something as in like, were you like not allowed to dance? because of or was it like it was too painful and it was and um, yeah I don't know what like were you ever like I don't know how to say it. it's not like kind of told that you're shouldn't be dancing essentially
1: um no it's just I like physically couldn't do you it you couldn't do it. That's yeah
0: because it's just like it's too much like I can imagine like yeah it's just like that no strength no yeah. energy like nothing (laughs) can't do it yeah because it's something that you have no control over yeah exactly yeah Yeah. it's different yeah I can't imagine but I guess at the same time you you know you overcome these you know what things that happen in your life you overcome them and that's what kind of makes you stronger and gets you to the good point you know you don't You can't i love this quote flowers wait oh my god i'm gonna actually butcher this um what is it i can't even remember okay but something about flowers growing through dirt and like you have to go through the dirt to get to like to to the bloom to bloom the flower to bloom oh my god this is embarrassing like yeah do you understand what i mean like we all have to go through like you have things get worse before they get better most of the time um but obviously it's difficult with something that you can't control and, you know, it's your health, like, you know what I mean? Um, how was, I'm, oh, wait, why? I can't even remember what the bit I'm thinking about. Um, I want to kind of talk more about how you kind of overcame the, like, de- going through depression and experiencing that, particularly, as you said, it was the first time that you've experienced that. I don't know if you're happy to go and talk about that a bit more.
1: Yeah. Um, it just. I I don't know. It's basic. Um, mm-hmm. What you hear about depression is basically what happened for me. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. like lost all my motivation to do anything. I couldn't like if I couldn't dance, then like what what, what is there to do? And it was just um, yeah. It was just really hard time. Honestly, I don't really know how I overcame it because I feel like I kind of like blocked that part out of my memory.
0: Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I but
1: that. I feel like it's best to just face it head on. You can't, you can't ignore it. You just have no. to tackle it head on. Um, yeah there's it's really hard to do no
0: I like yeah (laughs) Yeah. but just you
1: just have to face it head on and I was lucky that I had my parents who really supported me through that time I think like being able to talk about it is really
0: really crucial
1: to getting through it
0: yeah and it's yeah I think it's difficult because I you know it's you know, like you said, it was good that you came home. And I think a lot of dancers, when they're kind of experiencing things like depression, anxiety, whether it be eating disorders, any kind of mental or physical illness, being away from home, like, I think that's, you know, that must be so difficult. And I say that, like, I mean, I was, I've was, never been diagnosed with, I guess, anything, but I, there was a point when I was injured that I was probably the lowest I've ever been in my life mm. um and it's really it's yeah like you said it's difficult because and there's like I agree completely understand the point of like you blacking out like I li- I have these conversations like with my parents now they'll be talking about a time and I'm like no literally couldn't recall anything like there's probably months of stages where I meet they've got like a some trauma about or I was just not in a good place. And I've had to, like, black- I've my, you know, and I think something for me is that, like, lockdown has been really kind of helpful for me to acknowledge and process those times. Yeah. Because, you know, before it's stuff that I, you know, there are times and like months of life or experiences that I purposely ignored because I couldn't, you know, mentally put myself through thinking about it but it's yeah. you know really difficult yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like it's crazy but how are you now with you know managing it and managing everything
1: um i'm in a really good place right now so <laughs> i still get infusions right now i'm getting them every 4 weeks yeah. And um, they take about like five hours just because I get them at a oh really slow rate, just to, <laughs> just to make sure that I don't have an allergic yeah. reaction or anything. Yeah. But um, like in my blood test, you can see that everything is um, going really well. I'm basically in um, a clinical remission right now. And just, I feel like the goal with anybody with Crohn's disease is to get it to a place where you feel like you don't have it anymore. And I just, I feel like I'm at that place. And so I'm just so lucky to be able to be doing everything that I love again.
0: That's so, that's really good. And I'm I'm really happy for you because. (laughs) Thank you. Like, you know, you've been through the shit, you know, you've been through the dirt, you've gone through the shit. What like, And it's so, it's good to hear, you know, that you're in a place where, is that something that can kind of be maintained for like long periods of time? Do you know, is that, like, how does it work in terms of, you know, could a flare up just happen in a few days and you, like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know I yeah, it, but like, no, uh, I don't know how that works. So
1: with um, like biologic medications that um, I'd say the majority of people with Crohn's disease take, um, your body can build antibodies against the medication, just like, um, probably almost every medication. And so you never know when that's going to be. So there's some people who have been on the biologic that I'm on for maybe 10 years. There's some people that have been on it for 10 months. It just depends. Um, luckily now I have, um, a really great team of doctors who really monitor my blood work? I didn't always have that, um, okay. but you can really see in the blood work when something is gonna happen or when the medication stops working, and then you can okay. just transfer to the next one and find something new before a flare up happens again.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good. um I'm intrigued to know, like, has your like ever since you've got you know you were diagnosed with it, has your diet and like the way your attitude around food changed because of it because obviously it's a bowel thing has that I don't know has that ever been an issue have you had to like adapt the way you eat like and as a dance like how have you managed like fueling if there's like you know you said you there was a time when you couldn't eat fruit and vegetables um then what did you like <laughs> and you <laughs> absorb things so what were you, like you know how did you manage that while dancing like full days I you know must have been difficult um
1: it probably probably wasn't something that I would recommend to people as a diet but it's just um I don't know doctors would just tell me just eat whatever you want to try to gain weight at that time I wasn't um consistently gaining weight but I wasn't consistently losing it so like, I, it was yeah it just wasn't
0: it was yeah. yeah
1: it didn't really matter at that point I feel like um obviously eating vegetables is, like not eating vegetables is not something I would recommend no. to anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just something I had to do like based on um where my health was at yeah um but now now that everything's like pretty much back to normal Mm-hmm. Um, I just try to eat like really balanced um, okay try to eat lots of vegetables now that I can so you Never can take your vegetables for granted <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah I can basically eat normally now so I just try to eat tons of fruits and veggies and like good healthy nutritious whole foods so. yeah
0: okay that's good cool, because I wasn't like I'm I guess because I know it has to do with your bowel and you know the digestive tract and all that if you you know had to eat you know not a lot of fiber or stuff but it's good that oh, you yeah. know your can, <laughs> that your body you know you can kind of eat pretty normally now that's because it you know must have been weird being told like and knowing that your body can't like digest this food <laughs> yeah <laughs> the stuff that you enjoy, like, um, that must be really frustrating um okay so other from you know that during you know where you where you were at Cincinnati and you know up to now how was I guess everything in terms of your stress and anxiety been um you know since I guess the start the first time you kind of experienced it on like a that level if that makes sense
1: yeah. um, So last year, when I was kind of in that um, year long flare up, mm-hmm. I would have a lot of stress and anxiety, just yeah. because I never really felt 100%.
0: Yeah, and I was just, just so worried. Yeah,
1: I was so worried that it would come back again. Yeah. And I mean, it eventually did. Um, but now I feel like I've really got it like under control. And like, I really, I really know what it feels like when it's happening. Mm -hmm. And so I can just put a stop to it right there. So if anything, um, having Crohn's and having my flare-ups has given me, um, has made me really in tune with my body and knowing like Mm -hmm. when
0: something's not right and stuff like that. How have, I mean, so you, has there anything, so uh, I can't speak um has meditate you know how you mentioned meditation journaling before being helpful is that something that you use on a regular basis to kind of maintain like keep like say keep a lid on but i mean like but look after yourself and when you're experience get a bit stressed or you're feeling a bit anxious is that kind of your way of dealing with that or is there anything else that you do or any advice that you can give to the listeners um you know, whether it be a thoughts or anything that kind of like helps you with that?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely do rely on meditation and journaling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say having someone to talk to, whether it's a friend or a family member or even like a therapist, mm-hmm. someone who could just really listen yeah. is so crucial because otherwise I would have just held everything in. it would have gotten a lot worse. Um, So I feel like really, just really talking about it is crucial to dealing Mm -hmm. with it. Because, yeah, I know anxiety is just such a, it's so individualized for every person. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like sharing your experience, um, someone else probably knows what you're going through. And so it really helps.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think, I mean, you know, there's so many all these things like stress, anxiety, whether they be mental illnesses or physical illnesses that you're like, you know, chronic illness, like your own, like your own, Um, you know, they're silent. You can't necessarily see them. You're not going to necessarily know someone's struggling with, you know, with anything most of the time. Um, And I say this in almost any episode when I'm kind of like, we're talking about this, but we have to talk about it with each other, with, Family with friends, you know, if you don't feel comfortable talking about it person to person, you know, there's helplines, there's, like you said, a therapist. I think that's so important. I think it's really, you know, there's the, um, yeah, people feel, I guess, kind of uncomfortable talking about either going to, you know, saying, oh, I go to therapy or like I have a therapist because for so long, I think there was so many. I guess like negative connotations with like going to receive help for your mental health, um, which is really unfortunate. Um, And I hope that through, you know, whether it be us talking about these things and I guess my podcast in general, but um, that people realize that I say normal, but I mean like how common it is among humans to experience these feelings um, and that going to see a therapist is literally the same as going to the gym. You're training yeah. your brain. You're going to go train your body. You are going to go train your brain. Um, and it's like, it's important. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have anything yeah. else. To say that, but no, it's, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I'd say asking for help is probably mm-hmm. one of the bravest things someone can do because yeah. they're just letting themselves be vulnerable um to that and also just like like you said training your brain it's like ballet is so mental as well as physical yeah. that you have to you have to get those thoughts under control so you can oh, be a more successful dancer
0: yeah yeah and I think it's difficult because for so I don't know like I feel like for me like for so much of my life like you know the mental the mental side of whether it be dance is almost you know disregarded and I mean that's not just in dance that's in normal life too you're told how to look after your body and well I say look after your body but like train your body but you don't learn a lot how to look after your brain and how to look after your mental health and what you can do to I guess have the best life in your head if it, <laughs> I'm talking lot yeah. We're on video. No one else is going to see the video. People are listening. <laughs> but I'm like pointing to my head. Um, yeah, I don't know. I find it interesting, but it's so important that we kind of are, like you said earlier, checking in on ourselves in our heads, like checking in on our heads. Um, that didn't make sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So how, like, how's you, are you going back to Cincinnati? Um. I guess like what's the situation where you are now are you dancing again in the studio um yeah tell us <laughs>
1: um yeah so since so september 2020 till um present um we've been in our own little trainee pod um going okay. to the studio um dancing with masks staying socially distanced um we've done a few Um, like live stream performances in our like big performance studio that we have and yeah we just basically always dance with masks on and how's that being it's just it's it's honestly fine when you're used to it like it doesn't really make a difference um like it just takes a little longer to build up stamina but it's not bad so
0: yeah (laughs) And what are your, I guess, like, what are your plans? Are you like, in terms of, are you like, I think I, are you auditioning? Um, like if you're at that stage yet, like what are you planning on? Is it like, what's the next step after training? Is it like for you? Um, um,
1: it would be looking for a second company or a company position. Mm -hmm. Um, But since we're still in a pandemic, there's little to no company positions available, so I'm just really trying to figure out what's best for me, like what next step is best for me, whether it's another year of training to make up some of the time that I had lost Mm -hmm. or continuing to look for
0: a job so it's still up in the air right now yeah no yeah. i completely understand i mean like i think any dancers like next step is completely like up in the air like i mean for me i don't even like i can plan what happens next week but other than that i can't tell you what's gonna happen in two months time i mean i'm yeah. sure like most like I you know i'm emailing places but like i don't know what's gonna happen yeah <laughs> i can't tell um so that's stressful and I can imagine it's stressful for you too it's like well, what's what's going on yeah Bye.
1: it's just thinking of something that I really try to remind myself a lot mm-hmm. is everything happens for a reason Bang so on. that's just something and- like in the ballet world especially Mm-hmm. To hold on to tightly yeah. because, like, you might not always get what you want, but you always get what you need, and it's yeah. like everything is gonna be okay in the end, even if it's not right now.
0: Yeah, no, I literally love that because that's I. I remind that I have to remind myself that on a daily basis. I have to remind my mom that. I have to remind my sister. I have to remind like la- everyone in my life that. I'm like, okay, everything happens for a reason. What will be, will be. It's gonna be okay. And yeah. the same, for everyone listening it's going to be okay <laughs> like there's literally period that's um yeah Siobhan is there anything else that you want to kind of talk about or you know any other advice you have for the listeners you've you know I think you've given a lot of great advice and help um but is there anything else that you want to kind of mention before we um. round
1: Just I just say reminding everyone just to be grateful um for what they have yeah, I don't know that's something that also got me through mm-hmm. um like the really hard times It's just like a little even like the little things like I'm grateful that I had yeah. coffee this morning and stuff like that. It's something mm-hmm. so simple, but it really puts everything into perspective on what like how much you have instead of what you don't yeah. have
0: yeah. I um, think that's
1: something really
0: important <laughs> yeah I yeah 100% agree um some and I think you know I think with lockdown and everything um it's been it's really difficult because uh, for most people the main or I'm um, I guess like right now I'm kind of generalizing in terms of like ballet dancers but the thing that we love so much um for a lot of us has been taken away you know the being in the studio the being around you you know the camaraderie in the studio do having teachers being able to move to jump to turn to having a proper floor like all this stuff that you know at the time we took for granted the performances mm-hmm. the opportunities that even flying to another country like yeah. even like for me even just seeing my friend like you know other than dancing um is something you know the things that was so prominent in our life before are things now that for the first time in prob- in all our lives has kind of, you know, happened. Um, and I think for me, like you just said, like this time has been really good for me to find happiness in the really small things. And I think everyone can kind of take something from that idea, like you said, being grateful and kind of finding like small things like you said your coffee um I went and got a coffee today and it makes me happy it literally I mean it's kind of I I love getting coffee like takeaway like there's something just fun that someone else making it for you (laughs) like yeah it just feels better than making it at home um and yeah it's difficult but we have to find you know whether that be I love sunsets right so sunsets is like it literally makes my day if there's a beautiful sunset that day and some people might be like oh my god what a loser but no it's amazing like <laughs> or like anything i get a pass on the post highlight of my day again or like any small things that like before or i mean it's always fun but like to, you you know what i mean like when you don't have the big things to kind of focus on and enjoy um it's weird things like that they're kind of like you yeah. know you're grateful for but you know as I think, you know, anyone, everyone who's listened, um, will realize, I think a lot of us will come out of this conversation and listening from this conversation, really grateful for our health, um, and kind of our bodies and what they can do for us. And I think that's been a big part, you know, for me personally, like after listening to your story and having this conversation has been, you know, it makes you kind of realize and yeah, super grateful that no matter Why, you know, for whatever reason we may not like something about our body or may not like about ourselves, I think it's important to acknowledge that your body's functioning for the majority Mm -hmm. of us, we're functioning pretty properly, like pretty good. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And that's something to be grateful for, even though it's for a lot of us. It's like, you know, when I mean, this is, I feel like this is a common thing, but like when you have a stuffed nose, and then, like, all you can think about yeah. is like, when, oh my god, I wish I was more grateful when my nose wasn't stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> <and> exactly. So, <laughs> it's like that same feeling, like, you know. Um, and yeah, so I think you know, thank you, Siobhan, for coming on talking about that and, you know, having this conversation because I think it's important, particularly now with everything going on, to kind of like zone in on ourselves and you know be grateful for our bodies um yeah is there anything else before we round up I think that covers everything (laughs) okay good um where can the listeners find you before we finish if they want to find you on the socials where can they find you
1: um my instagram is at ballerina shaban and i do have like a really old blog um that's in like a link in my bio and it's called confessions of a ballerina i haven't posted in a while but i feel like um the posts i do have really talk about like dealing with stress and anxiety and gratitude and stuff like that okay so Uh,
0: i will link the blog and i will link your instagram in the description below this episode um so guys listening please go check it out um but yeah okay I will finish there we'll round up um thank you so much Shabon, for coming on it's been really great to chat and I hope everyone listening enjoyed the episode took something from it learned something new and yeah you can hear my voice next week and have a great day bye